Hello, failures. I'm Tiana. And I'm Brent. And we are the king and queen of dating and relationships gone wrong. These are our real life tales of fails. Buckle up. It's going to be a ride. So Brent, I decided we're going to kind of switch things up a little bit today. Okay. What are your love languages? Oh, I was totally expecting you to ask me how my, what my dating scale was this week. (laughs) (laughs) My love languages. Okay. So I think my love languages have changed a little bit over the last um, few years. I've always uh, been touch. Um, Maybe that's typical for a guy. Guys always want to be touched. They want to be physical. (laughs) Uh, So I'm no different than probably a lot of the guys out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Quality time really is one of the ones that, that has always been big with me. Yeah. Um, so whether you're being physical or not, uh, just being with the person that you're interested in, whether you're just dating, whether you're even just friends, whether you've been friend zoned recently or not, <laughs> or whether you're married, like you want to be with the person that you're interested in. Totally. Um, at least that's how I am. So those of you that are quality time understand what I'm saying doesn't matter what you're doing. You might be out having fun or you might just be home watching a movie. Uh, Quality time is where it's at for me. So one of the ones that I never really was big on before was words of affirmation. But I think that one's kind of crawling up um, on me just because I don't know. I don't think I'm insecure. Those that know me probably would say I'm cocky. Um, (laughs) So I don't think it's about insecurity. I think it's more just about um, making sure that the other person really is like into you or interested. I think especially while you're dating, sometimes you're not really sure, right? I think I've talked about this before Yeah. where mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm in the friend zone or if you're really interested. So please just tell me, <laughs> just give me those <laughs> words of affirmation that, yeah. that you like me. And, and, and it doesn't have to be anything more than that. I think it's just more being on the same page. So I think that one's kind of creeping up a little bit, but definitely um, physical touch and quality time are my two main love languages. What about you? So my, my top two always flip. I feel like it just depends on where I'm at in life, but it's normally um, quality time and physical touch are normally my top two. And then hey, we gifts. Should date. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> gifts is always my number three. It never changes. Okay. Acts of service is always my number four. Again, never changes. Mm-hmm. And words of affirmation is always last because Ooh. I think people lie. <laughs> <And so> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you don't take you don't take anybody's word for it. That they no, half the time when someone, really I, I, well, I think um, if anyone knows me, they know that I don't take like compliments well at all. If someone compliments me, I will like argue with them on why they're wrong. Like, okay. I will, t- like every single guy that has ever told me they're, if they're like, oh, you're so beautiful, you're gorgeous. I'm like, I'm average. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know, now that you say that you did the same with me. I'm like, you are so beautiful. You have amazing lips and eyes and you're like, yeah, I'm all right. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's about, that's about my comment that I kind of (laughs) go (laughs) to, but I will argue for like 
10 minutes. And then in my mind, I'm like, just say thank you. Just shut up and say thank you. But I need to let them know you're wrong. And I know you're wrong. So why are you telling me that? <laughs> it's like, what do you really want? I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, why can't you just say thanks? Whether you believe it or not, just say thanks and let's move on. <laughs> well, I've learned to. So now I'm like, well, thank you. That's so nice of you to say, but you're wrong. <laughs> you still got to throw that you're wrong in there, right? <laughs> yes. So yeah, but I mean, yeah, my bottom three always stay the same. Every time I've taken that test, my top two are just different. I think it's just honestly like where I'm at in life or if I'm dating someone or whatever, but yeah, quality time really does mean so much to me. And then obviously I think like physical touch on a female side is a little bit different. Cause like, I mean, yeah, you're talking about getting your hand held. Yeah. Or just like, I want them to like cuddle with me. Like it's, it's different. I mean, of course, yeah. like the like, sexual parts, like cool, whatever, you know, but it's totally different. It's totally like if someone wants to hold their hand, if they want to hug me, if they want to like, like kiss my forehead or something. And like kissing is like so big with me, like that matters like so much more to me. And it also, I feel like it shows me way more than someone's words, like how they feel. It's about true. It. I'm the same way. Like even with my friends or people that I, or family or people that I just meet for the first time, I don't shake their hand or, you know, high five or whatever. I'm like, here, come bring it in. We're, we're hugging. We're hugging this out. And some people are unco uncomfortable with that. Are I you really? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. So kind of funny story. Um, my, my brother's like, he has a new girlfriend or whatever. And she's so sweet. But the first time I met her, she like walked up and hugged me. And like, in my mind, I was like, why are you hugging me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> Like, I, I mean, I'm a hugger, but it's normally like I need to kind of have a connection to them because I have never even said hello to this person before. And I was like, oh, I mean, she's so sweet, honestly, sweetest thing ever. But I, I mean, that was like my first thought. I was like, oh, we, oh we're hugging. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're hugging. That's, prob that's probably what people think about me too. But I'm like, you know what? We're doing this. Just, just hug it, hug it out. I'm a yeah. physical touch person. This is how I show I care. And, you know, I think there's a little bit more, even, again, even if it's just a friendship, I feel like for me anyways, because this, this is how I feel when other people show me physical touch, I feel like there's a little bit more of a bond and a little bit more of a care than just, you know, kind of Handshake. sticking your hand out or even just some girls even just wave or some guys even just yeah. wave. I'm a, um, your hand. to like guy friends, I'm a high fiver or a really? side hugger. Mm -hmm. A side hugger. Oh my gosh. The <laughs> dreaded side hug. It's always so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I guess I didn't side hug you. So honestly, because we're on a remember. different level. <laughs> we're on a different level of friendship. We had talked for yeah. many months before we actually met. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was a normal hug and it wasn't. Yeah, awkward. it was a normal hug. Mm -mm. Okay. But yeah, I've had the, the awkward side hug. And yeah. I mean, because you got to let people know where their place is. Their place is a high five or a side <laughs> hug like and a pat. Or if they do a front hug, you kind of like have to do it like hip to hip and then pat them on the mm -hmm. back like, pat hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a follow-up conversation to last week's episode of Friendzone. Yeah. 
Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a very upfront I'm still tra- way. What's that? I'm still trying to have affection. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, hey, I'm gonna show you affection because you like you wanted to hug. I didn't, but I'm <laughs> making it very clear that you're in the friend zone and you're getting a side hug. Like it, yes. it is so clear to me when a girl kind of does the side thing. I'm like, okay, I know my I know my place. I know exactly what this is going. I know exactly what's gonna happen. I'm in the friend zone. Yeah. And like the high five really seals the deal. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. They're like, good job, buddy. High five. <laughs> nope. All right. Friend zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now that you know our love languages, it's time to jump right on into today's episode. And today we're going to be talking about holiday letdowns. Since we do pre-record, this is going to be pre-Valentine's Day, but it definitely has to do with the aftermath of a holiday in which some of you might be finding yourself in right now. I'm just going to say it. I may be obsessed with Hallmark Christmas movies, like maybe unhealthily obsessed with them. Anybody that knows you will agree. (laughs) It's a big part of my life, November through December. (laughs) I hate, I loathe, and I abominate Hallmark holidays. I think they're honestly just made to set up people for failure. So then you have to buy like more stuff after because of them. (laughs) And I also, I really struggle with people buying me gifts. Um, I think the problem is, is I honestly do not think that many people buy gifts knowing or understanding what someone truly wants. And I also think that Brad kind of set me up for failure here because, well, no, he just set the bar like super, super high because from the time I was a little girl to even like to this very day, he gets me the best gifts. And I'm not even talking about like, I mean, some of them have been really expensive, but some of them are not at all. Um, For example, every Valentine's day when I was a little girl, I was always so excited because I would go to school and I knew that someone was going to come into my class with a stuffed animal, balloons, and flowers. And they were from my dad. Like every mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, we had it, like if it was during the week. And then if it was on the weekend, I knew I was going to wake up and I was going to go downstairs and on the kitchen table, it was going to be there. And it was just something I looked forward to so much because that's like his way he shows love is like, through giving gifts. And like when I was in high school, I was obsessed with Legally Blonde and she wore like Tiffany's jewelry. And my mom was like, you are not getting that. You are in high school. Like you don't need it. And I remember at Christmas, I opened up my presents and I was like, okay, well, I mean, I got like cool presents, but then my dad was like, what's that in the tree? And my mom's like, what do you mean? And he goes, I don't know. I see something in the tree. What's that? And he's like, Tiana, do you see that? And I like, go into the tree and I pull out a, a like Tiffany blue box and I just knew and my mom like stared at him because he didn't tell her and like I I mean still to this day I wear every single day of my life I just treasure it so much because he will go like we don't have a Tiffany's near us so like he had to drive out of his way and then for Mother's Day every year I have a favorite coffee shop it does not have a drive through it is in the most inconvenient parking lot And every year on Mother's Day, he goes there. It's not even close to like where he lives. He goes there 
gets me a gift card. And I mean, it's like not a big gift card or anything like that, but I know he had to take the time to go and do it. Like it wasn't necessarily something that's convenient or anywhere that he even would need to be in town, but he thinks of me and he goes and does it because he knows I love it. And I would go there every single day to get coffee. I don't drink coffee. I would go there every single day to get tea. (laughs) Like had the time to things like that like things where I know he had to consider and think of me I know like for the gifts to be sent to my school he had like pre-arranged for all of that stuff and that's what means a lot to me because I think it goes back to like the tie-in of quality time he had to take the time he had to consider me and he would think about things that like I had mentioned or I had wanted or he knew would just make me feel special Versus I think a lot of people fall back on, oh, I'll just get her a piece of jewelry. Is it a piece of jewelry I want or need? Like, is it a piece of jewelry I'm even going to like? No, but they just feel like that's a go-to. Or I'll get them roses and chocolates. Well, I love flowers. My mom's a florist. I love flowers. I'm not a fan of roses. So like if someone gets me roses, I'm like, they just don't know me. And I'll thank them. I'm also allergic to a lot of different flowers. So you're going to spend money so I can throw it away <laughs> like, or like have to give it away because I can't have it near me because it's going to give me hives. And chocolates. Like I feel like people just fall back on like, oh, I'll give them a box of chocolates. Well, I only eat chocolate if it's peanut M&Ms and when I'm going through heartbreak. <laughs> Other than that, I hate chocolate. So fallbacks just show someone, well, they didn't really think about me. So I think that there's so many ways that people can get let down for holidays. And I think Hallmark holidays set people up failure. I completely agree. So how do, okay, let's just be honest right here. Is it typically the men that fail in buying gifts or does it go both ways? I honestly think that it's the, okay. I think it's the men that tend to fail because (laughs) there's a lot easy. I mean, I feel like you guys are just easier to buy presents for. And we sometimes you guys don't even need presents. You just need our bodies. (laughs) Touch and quality time. (laughs) It's true. When you give gifts, what reactions do you get? uh, You know, I've had a lot of different reactions, I guess. Um, So I'll tell you about a negative reaction that I got first. And this was all the way back in high school or just Mm -hmm. after high school. Um, So those that know me know I served a mission. And when you serve a mission for the LDS church, uh, you're gone for two years. So I had dated this girl basically my entire senior year and uh, a little bit after. And I was getting ready to go on a mission. And I wanted to give her something that, you know, helped her remember me uh, while I was gone. I wasn't expecting her to be there when I got back or anything like that. But I just wanted there Mm -hmm. to be something special, right? So I went out and bought a ring. And it was gold. It was a, it was like a yellow gold. It wasn't super expensive. You know, it was a couple hundred bucks, but in high school, that's a lot of money. Right. And so I show up and I I can't remember the whole scenario, but I I may have told her or she knew I was going to give her something. Right. So we were at her house and we go into the living room and I sit her down and I'm like, Hey, just kind of explain, you know, I want to just get you something special. Um, And I pull out like a ring box and the look on her face was like so excited and so surprised that, you know, she must have been expecting more than what I got her (laughs) because (laughs) 
when I opened the box and it was just kind of a gold band, there wasn't anything, you know, really special about it, but it was real gold. And I, like I said, it was a couple hundred bucks. So for me, I thought that was a good gesture and mm-hmm. you could just see her entire face just be deflated. And I don't, I, we never really talked about it cause I was, I, I was avoidant, you know, and I was shy to talk about mm-hmm. things. Uh, so I never really was like, Hey, do you not like this or what? But then she kind of tried to play it off like she loved it or whatever. But I could just see in her face that she was disappointed. I don't know what she was expecting. I mean, we were just a diamond high school, right? I don't think she was expecting an engagement ring or anything. But maybe I I'm think wrong. she was expecting a diamond. <laughs> she was expecting a diamond. I mean, I was just out of high school and making $5 an hour or whatever it was. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that... Girls that are just out of high school have no clue about like reality. <laughs> so, if I was just out of high school and someone presented me with like a ring box, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> we're getting married. <laughs> oh, you would think marriage like right away. I mean, no, because, you know, I went to like a Christian high school. So people did like the promise ring things. But I would be like, oh, this is a promise because he's going to marry me. Yeah. Like, that's what I would have thought at that point in life. You know, I think that was probably the beginning of my PTSD for giving gifts. And <laughs> I'm just kind of putting this together in my mind right now that that experience all the way back in high school has affected me. And, and I don't really love to give gifts and I don't really love these holidays either. And maybe because it's mm-hmm. the expectation of what, like, what do I have to give in order to get the reaction that I really want? So let me give right. you the contrasting story of a time where I gave something really little, but meaningful and got the best reaction out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was married and I knew that my ex-wife loved Diet Coke. And again, I'm not a great gift giver. And we had had kind of this conversation uh, throughout our marriage that it didn't have to be anything big or special or anything like that. It just had to be meaningful. And I think we're going to get into this a little bit today, right? So I bought a 12-pack of Diet Coke cans. And I put them in a heart shape on the counter with a note that said I love Mm -hmm. you. And I actually got the best reaction out of that, that it was so thoughtful, that it was caring, that, you know, I knew her because she loved Diet Coke. We were always out of Diet Coke. There was never enough in the fridge, that type of thing, right? And really the reaction that I was looking for was exactly what I got, that thank you, that was thoughtful, it was special, that really meant a lot to me, you know, perfect gift. And it costs five bucks or whatever, right? Yeah. So I've 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 had both the, the negative reaction when I bought something sort of expensive and expected a expected a better reaction. And then I bought some and then I also I've also had the the adverse where I didn't spend a lot of money but I got the best reaction I could have expected. And that's I was just saying that's kind of like what I was saying is it's not necessarily the cost, it's the thought behind it. And sometimes you can do something where you're like, oh, it's super expensive and the thought behind it on your end is great, but you're not reading your audience. Right. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask you is how do guys, because guys are typically the ones that fail in gift giving for holidays like Valentine's Day. Um, hmm. How do guys avoid that negative reaction? What, what's your advice? I would say, honestly, like, like I said, read your audience, but listen to the things that she says she likes or she wants. Um, I know like here, not even in a romantic 
situation, especially when I explain it, one of my girlfriends was talking about how there's this book that she just really wanted, and but she does not like Kindle. She does not like audio. She wants to physically hold it. And she's like, I just can't find it anywhere. And she's like, I, you know, like she'd looked on Amazon. She could like, and at that time, like Barnes and Noble, everything was like closed down because it was last year. I was happened to be like just walking through Target and they had restocked the shelves and there it was. So I got it for her, dropped it off at her porch and like let her know like, hey, there's something at your doorstep. And she just was like, that was so special to me, like went on and on and on. And it was like, honestly, like an $8 book. So it wasn't this like really rare, expensive book that I just gifted her. I was like, just happened to see it. But I think it can be things like that, where if you, like you even said, like the Coke, like the Diet Coke, gestures like that mean so much to people where it's like, you actually heard what I said. You see me, you understand me, you get me, you know that. I mean, I'm bougie. I am like bougie AF. (laughs) But I don't need, (laughs) yeah, I don't need over the top gifts. You sent me that um, little plaque that you sent me when I was like, you know, kind of like struggling. (laughs) Yeah. It's in my room. I have it in my room where I can see it every day. And that meant so much to me because like the words on it totally applied to a situation that I was like going through. And it was, he is like, just like thought of me and like wanted to encourage me. And it was just the sweetest gift ever. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have to be these like extravagant gifts. Are those fun to get sometimes? Yeah, they are. But sometimes they come with strings that people don't want, like strings that are attached to them or like a guilt that people don't want. And like I said, like my dad could give me a $5 gift card from this coffee shop because he knows I love it. And that will mean so much to me because you're thought of, you're considered. And someone's really thinking like, is this what they would want? Because people know when you buy something that's special to them versus just something that was like generic and like, oh yeah, I figured maybe you'd want it. Maybe you don't. And I think that's how you can avoid it is like really making sure that it's something that they want. I always see on Facebook groups, people being like, what should I get my significant other for Valentine's? I'm so confused. And people will start listing things that they want. I just want to be like, ask them, like literally Ask them. Well, you don't want to ask them. You want it to be a surprise. I did see a girl post. But you can ask them in different ways. You can be like. you're right. You're right. There's so many ways to ask them. And sometimes it is better to like directly ask them because they might be like, oh, seriously, I don't want us to do gifts. I would rather spend time with each other. And they might tell you exactly what they're wanting. And then you're not going to have the holiday let down. So just be like, if you were to buy yourself a Valentine's gift, what would you buy yourself? Is that how you would ask? Yeah. I mean, I honestly would be like, oh, I don't know. I would probably, and I might give them an answer. You're like a 14 carat diamond. That's what I would buy myself. (laughs) No. (laughs) I know some of my girlfriends, if you ask them, they probably would be like, I want, I have a lot of friends that are super into reading. They'd be like, I want a new book. I want bath bombs. And I want an hour to myself to just read my book and soak in the tub. To them, that would be the greatest gift ever. There you go. Sometimes you might just, hey, you know what my Valentine's Day gift I would really like? And I've I've seen it in mom groups where like, if my husband would be like, give me a voucher to, I will take the kids somewhere for like five hours and I won't call you or not even five hours, even like for an hour. And I won't call you to ask you any questions or they'll let me sleep in for a day. That would be the greatest gift on the planet. Like <laughs> you got to read your audience. And if you're really unsure, ask their best friend. 
Oh, there you go. So ask their best their friend. Because their best friend will no always know. And pamper in them somehow, right? Yeah. Seems like the perfect recipe. Too bad I don't have a significant other this year. I have really good ideas. All <laughs> so we are Facebook living today. So we're giving some guys some really good advice right now. So hopefully they're listening up. Uh, my friend Jeff asked, so are you saying it's just the small gestures? And it's not just the small gestures. It's the thoughtful ones. Is that kind of the moral of the story with what you were trying to say? Yes. Mm-hmm. The thoughtful gifts are the ones that are going to go the longest. So read your audience, figure out for sure what she or he wants. There was a girl that posted on Facebook last week. I want to get my boyfriend something. I'm thinking about getting him some running gear or some Under Armour shirts or shorts or something like that, right? Like, obviously, if he's mm-hmm. into working out or exercising, that's a great gift. She's trying to read her audience. But I, her question was, does that sound lame for Valentine's Day? So maybe some guys can comment. I don't know. For me, I think that would be a great gift because that's something that I'm into, right? Like, hey, yeah. and every time I put these shorts on, I'm going to think of you because you gave them to me or whatever it is, right? Like that you're something yeah. you're going to use, not just a one-time thing. I've totally given workout clothes to a guy that obsessed with the gym. And he was like, oh my gosh. I, like he was so excited about it. Like <laughs> there you go. it was such a great gift. Read your audience. Yeah. And how your friend said small gestures, sometimes small gestures are grand gestures. It's true. Mm-hmm. So you and I talked about flowers and chocolate and different things. Are those, okay, <laughs> this is gonna, this might be rude. Sometimes, okay, let me, let me back up. Sometimes chocolate and flowers are the right gift, right? For sure. Because there's some people that I joke that I, my love language is flowers and it is. Find out what kind of flowers I like. Well, that's what I was going to ask you next is, so flowers and chocolate seem kind of like the default Valentine's Day gift, right? Yeah. So to your point, don't just go buy roses or don't just go buy whatever flowers are there. Figure out what her favorite flower is and maybe do an arrangement around that or something. That's what you're saying, right? Yes. And like, I mean, there's plenty of people that love chocolate. But they might love a specific kind. Like they might be a dark chocolate fan and they hate white chocolate and milk chocolate, you know, like, and then you get them milk chocolate and they're like, I don't eat this, but cool. (laughs) (laughs) Know your audience, find out what their likes are. And you can do this prior. You could just be like, oh, I have this, I grabbed some chocolate bar and I didn't even read it. It was like dark chocolate. And I was like, this is pretty good. Do you like dark chocolate? And she might then be like, I love dark chocolate. <laughs> well, then, you know, if you're going to buy her chocolate, buy her dark chocolate. Or she might be like, like me, I hate dark chocolate. I would be like, no, it's so gross. It's so nasty. But I, if I'm going to eat chocolate, I prefer like milk chocolate or M&Ms. But actually don't buy me peanut M&Ms because that's probably, I mean, I guess that'd be a great way to let me know that you want to break up with me because I need swallow my like woes in peanut m&ms i don't even know why it's that but you've told me that before that's like your go-to whatever you want to call it when you break up with a boy or you're feeling down you eat what are peanut they peanut m&ms. m&ms or peanut butter yeah because no the peanut like the almond or i think it's almond or something or peanut a peanut the actual peanut yeah the peanut yeah <laughs> all, an almond that's a peanut <laughs> Wait, do but yeah i always go for those Mm -hmm. And someone once asked me why. And I was like, because some people are just M&Ms. They're mistakes and memories. (laughs) (laughs) Mistakes and memories. M&Ms right there. Yeah. 
That's like when I told you, you're like, what are you doing? And I was like, I literally just Instacarted myself a lot of peanut M&Ms. Wait, so did you order like a bag, like a small bag? No, like the shareable. Like the shareable tub of M&Ms? Basically. Oh my gosh. Is that like a thing? Um, You're not the only person that I've heard will just sit down and eat an entire tub of M&Ms or Reese's Pieces or something is that like a thing it's like um emotional eating Mm. and for whatever reason a peanut m&m that's your go just yeah it just hits my heart right (laughs) (laughs) someone i know i think it's reese's reese's pieces if i remember right that'd be comfort that's comforting i get it you think that's comfort okay i mean that's her go-to so yeah have you ever had a really bad like hallmark holiday experience a really bad Hallmark holiday experience. So like I said, I, I don't really love the holidays. I, I was trying to think of like a really bad one. Um, oh, do birthdays count? Yeah. Birthdays count. Okay. Mm-hmm. So towards the end of my marriage, um, I think we were both kind of done. And you know, kind of the thoughtful gifts were out the window. (laughs) I don't know why (laughs) it shouldn't, it shouldn't have been that way, but I think that we were kind of like nearing the end. So for my 39th birthday, which was a couple years ago, I asked my ex what, um, you know, if she was planning on, oh, actually, I think she just brought it up. She's like, I don't really know what to get you. Like between the two of us, we made decent money. And so it wasn't like we really needed anything. We, we had gotten to that point of our life where we were like, well, anything we really need, we, we've already bought for ourselves, right? Yeah. And so she's like, I don't really know what to get you. Just get yourself whatever you want. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that kind of sucks. You know what I mean? So for me, that yeah. was kind of like my holiday letdown um, that, I, that I really remember that kind of that stung. And I was like, I'm still kind of baffled about it. It's like, you're not even going to get me anything. And so I know she had a work trip planned for that same weekend that she couldn't change. It was a conference or something, right? So she, I mean, we knew that going into it. So guess what I bought? I went and bought myself a brand new Camaro. (laughs) She left. (laughs) I took the boys to my dad's and Mm -hmm. I drove to Vegas and I bought a car. (laughs) And I was like, this is going to show her to just be like, you can buy yourself whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And she's I like, I met like a watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, anybody that knows me, like go big or go home is kind of my motto. Like I don't do anything half-assed. <laughs> so I pick her up from the airport after her trip in my brand new Camaro. And she's like, you didn't. <laughs> and I was like, you told me to get myself whatever I wanted. So I did. And I was like, that'll teach you to say, get yourself whatever you oh want, because I'm not going to get you anything. I was a little bit bitter. I I might still be a little bit bitter, if you couldn't tell. No, not at all. I can't tell at all. Not at all, right? Okay, so no. last year, no, wait, I guess it was two years ago, I turned 40, and I was like, it's my 40th. I want to do something fun. And again, mm-hmm. like, I think we were, we both knew we were kind of at the end of our marriage um, in certain yeah. ways. She didn't even plan anything for me. She didn't plan anything for my 40th birthday. Okay. And I'm like, this is my 40th birthday. 
So I had a work trip planned the week before my birthday uh, to go to Mexico. And mm-hmm. I then was like, well, I'm already in Mexico. I'm halfway to Cancun or three fourths of the way to Cancun. Why don't we just go to Cancun for my birthday? And she was like, I don't really care, whatever. And so I flew her and my, our boys down to Cancun to meet us there. And I also flew like seven of my friends from Mexico to go with us. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't just like a family thing. I'm like, well, if you're not going to buy me anything, then I'm going to go, I'm going to buy like me and my friends uh, this trip to Cancun because some of them had never even been. Uh, they couldn't okay. afford anything like that. So for my birthday, yeah. I treated somebody else to a trip to Cancun that they would never be able to afford for themselves. Um, wow. So, but those two experiences where she just didn't really give a crap uh, mm-hmm. are kind of my holiday fails, I feel like, uh, or holiday letdowns um, because I could tell that she just didn't really care. And again, like she didn't have to buy me a car or take me on a trip or anything like that. But for her to just be like, just buy yourself whatever you want, or I'm not going to plan anything for your 40th was just kind of a, a kick in the nuts. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the whole just doing something that it just shows you care. Doesn't matter what it is. Like something where you know that they considered you. They right. took the time to like think about like, what would you like? Like, what would you want? Versus being like, get whatever you want or like running to the grocery store and grabbing something last minute just to go through the motions. Because sometimes that hurts worse. Unless she really likes flowers and chocolate, like don't be the last minute guy to buy flowers and chocolate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes that honestly hurts worse than getting nothing. You're like, (laughs) well, I was an afterthought basically. Yeah. So other than your birthday issues, like your birthday woes, your birthday letdowns, did you have any other holiday fails when like you were married or like any letdowns that you knew that they were feeling or anything like that? Not that I can think of, to be honest. I mean, I'm sure there was some. And this is where my ex and I really differed is she loved the holidays and there was always Christmas decorations everywhere. There was there were there was decorations for every holiday all around the house. And then, you know, I'd put up the Christmas lights for Christmas on the outside, stuff like that. But honestly, I just did that because she cared so much. I didn't really mm. care that much. Like I understand for the kids and there's a couple of, you know, ber- obviously birthdays and Christmas and stuff like that. Those are big for the kids. Um, but for the most part, I'm like, Hey, it's the 4th of July. Like we don't need to go crazy here. Yeah. Let's go watch some fireworks, but it's not like we have to plan our entire weekend around, you know, watching fireworks or around whatever. Right. But mm-hmm. for her, it was always, Oh, it's a holiday. And because it's a holiday, we have to be together all weekend or, you know what I mean? And, and, and we had to do all holiday stuff. So we really yeah. differed in that area. Um, so I think probably just our entire marriage, as far as holidays went, were probably just a big fail because I think her expectations were so high and mine were so low and we never really maybe, maybe even cared enough to kind of compromise. Um, probably mostly on my part, I'll admit that. Um, but I kind of tried to go along with, okay, like, I know you're excited about this. Let's do this. But I don't have any specific stories that I can think of. Um, I mean, there were a couple of times, actually, I, I just thought of one. 
Um, so the 4th of July thing, right? And in Utah, we get the 24th of July. So there's a couple of days in July where we just like are dedicated to fireworks. You know that mm-hmm. on the 4th and on the 24th, when it gets dark, there's going to be fireworks somewhere. Um, I can't remember if it was the 4th or the 24th, but that's also a day that I have off of work. And I decided to use it to go golfing. And I think golfing took longer than we expected. I can't remember if we had dinner after or what, but I basically was late to fireworks. And that mm-hmm. was not okay. Like, I think I heard the wrath of that for another week or even longer. <laughs> that, well, you didn't even show up for fireworks. Or, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I feel like that happened a lot where, and again, admittedly, I probably didn't have her feelings in mind, which is something I've learned about myself that I need to think about what their or what her expectations are and try to meet them in the middle instead of just doing my own thing because those are my expectations. Um, But that's kind of my marital experience as far as holidays went is I was always kind of whatever about it and she wanted Mm -hmm. everything to do with that holiday. Was she ever like a good gift giver or you just don't care about gifts? Um, She actually was a good gift giver and she, for the most part, except for maybe the last couple of years of examples that I gave you for my birthday, for the most part, she would give gifts that I actually needed, you know? So it was always a new pair of shoes, which I love shoes. If anybody knows me, (laughs) I love shoes. Anybody can buy me shoes. I will not be offended. (laughs) Um, uh, She would buy me shoes or clothes or jackets or toys or whatever, right? Like as far as um, you know, sporting equipment, or that's what I mean by toys is I'm always out playing. So a new fishing pole or whatever, she was always trying to figure out what, what I needed or wanted. She was very good mm-hmm. that way. Um, mm-hmm. except for the couple of examples that I gave you towards the end of our marriage, but yeah, uh, for the most part, she was a, she was a really good gift giver. And I, and I learned a lot from her again, like my diet Coke story, right? I learned yeah. that just giving something that they really cared about is what they wanted. It was more about the gesture than it was about the actual gift. Even though I'm still a horrible gift giver. Like I, I don't buy Christmas gifts for my parents until the day before. Cause I'm like, I have no idea what to buy them. I'm just not, I guess I'm not very creative. I'm throwing (laughs) myself under the bus here. Maybe I don't care enough to like figure out what they really want. Um, in, in order to give them that. So that's something I can definitely be better at is knowing yeah. the audience and figuring out. I mean, I always I always tend to get something, right? But I just, maybe I'm a procrastinator. I don't know. I just never really know what, because I, I do, if I'm going to spend the money, okay, here's the other thing. If I'm going to spend the money, I want it to be worth it. Right. And I've never been a big flower giver because I'm like, those flowers are going to last, what, three, four, five days, and then they're gone? Like, I don't, I don't see value in buying flowers that are only going to last a few days. I would rather spend the same amount of money. My mother is not going to appreciate that. Uh, again, knowing your audience, right? Like some women <laughs> yeah. just love the gesture of getting flowers. They post them on Facebook. They say they have a secret admirer or their husband loves them so much or their boyfriend or whatever, because he got me flowers. And there's like this this thing around flowers, right? That just make women Mm -hmm. feel loved. And I get that. And I have bought flowers and I've done it many times, but in my mind, I'm like, why am I wasting this money (laughs) on something that's only going to last a couple of days? And I need to, I need to make that shift in mentality that it's not just about 
how long the flowers last. It's about the gesture of the gift, right? Yeah. And I think it goes back to also knowing their love languages because like I said, like gifts might really matter to them or it could be like quality time. And if you get them a gift that gives them your time, that's going to mean like so much more to them. And then there's people like you who a gift of like sex is what's going to make you the happiest. Literally, all I want is birthday sex. Like if that's all I get for my birthday, I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because that's my love language, right? My love language Mm -hmm. is physical touch. So if you give me physical touch, then I'll be happy. Yeah. So like basically... (laughs) I was to be like, so what's your best gift? I don't want to actually know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm going to hold my next thought like to myself. Maybe I'll tell you off, off air, but (laughs) perfect. (laughs) (laughs) it's probably better this way. Uh, but yeah, I think you know what I'm about to say. So yeah, (laughs) everyone's different. Yeah. Know your audience, I guess, you know, like Mm -hmm. figure out what for sure. And speaking of marriage woes Mm -hmm. regarding holiday letdowns, we actually had someone that reached out to us to tell me some tales of holiday gift fails. Oh, good. Let's hear it. Yeah. So this is coming from a married couple, and this is coming from a wife. And they have been married for, or not married, I'm sorry, they've been together for a little over 10 years now. And when they were dating... He was the best gift giver. Then they got married (laughs) and then they had kids and everything changed. Oh, okay. So to highlight last year, starting with Valentine's, he went and bought his mother a full gorgeous bouquet of red roses. Those, that bouquet was first brought to their house where she saw it and he was like, yeah, I'm going to take these to my mom later on today. And she's like, oh, how nice. <laughs> Takes them to his mom, comes home. And this, when I heard this part, I was like, I'm not going to knock it because I actually like carnations. Um, but he gave her a bouquet of carnations and some filler flowers. Like clearly he got like from like the grocery store Okay. and was like, here you go. And so she was had a really hard time not comparing. Why did your mom get the better bouquet? Right. And I got like half of the like um, flower heads are broken off. (laughs) (laughs) Did she also say what um, great gifts that he did give before they were married? No, she didn't. She just said he was an amazing gift giver. Okay. Then they got married. And then when they had kids, everything just really went downhill. She just started getting the leftover flowers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then... Mother's Day came around and he forgot to get her anything from their children. Oh, that's interesting. Which, yeah. (laughs) I read that and I was like, huh, (laughs) what did you get him for Father's Day? Because Father's Day comes after Mother's Day. (laughs) Think a little bit harder, guys. (laughs) Um, Maybe he was just going to buy his own Father's Day gift. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So then her birthday comes around in October. She hates Halloween. She makes it clear that he knows she hates Halloween. I cannot relate here, but that's her thing. So because they were in it, we're because we are all in the middle of 
lockdowns and a pandemic or whatever, she didn't expect much for her birthday. And she was going to have some family, like her parents um, come over and they were just going to do dinner at the house. So she told them she wasn't needing anything like extravagant for her birthday, but they'd already had a discussion about his gift giving issues. Even her parents discussed with him about his gift giving issues and that he really needed to make it up for her birthday. So he tells her that he has everything handled. They were watching a football game and her mom after dinner and the mom brings up, are we going to sing happy birthday? And he was like, oh yeah, sure. Grabs a cupcake, is searching the house for a candle. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. The So then the wife was like, we have extra candles. She gets up and gets them puts them on and she's like, we don't even have to sing. At this point, she said she was already annoyed because for dinner, it was something she didn't even want to eat. It was more something that he tends to like to eat on game days. Right. Okay. And then he brings the cupcake to her and she looks at it and it is Halloween themed. (laughs) So they sing happy birthday. She blows out the candle. She opens up the cupcake, like breaks it in half. And she was like, I hate this flavor. She doesn't tell him that, but in her mind, she's telling, she's like, I hate this flavor. It was red velvet with cream cheese frosting, and she hates those flavors. So she says she goes upstairs with one of her babies to change the diaper, and she cries. She comes downstairs. He mentions, he mentions that she hadn't eaten her cupcake, and their five-year-old daughter says, mommy doesn't even like red velvet cupcakes. Mommy likes vanilla. With chocolate frosting. And he looks at her and says, you do? And she was like, he doesn't even know me. Like he does. My five-year-old knows what I like. But my husband, who I've been with for over 10 years, has no clue what I even like when it comes to like cake flavoring. Yeah. So then she looks over on the counter and it's in a plastic container. And she realizes he had just ran to the grocery store and bought Halloween cupcakes, not even birthday cupcakes, like as a last minute like thing. Because she had said that morning, he was like, oh, I got to go into the grocery store. She was like, we had everything we needed for the night. Obviously, he had to go grab the cupcakes. So for her, that was kind of the last straw. They had to have a huge talk going into the holidays to be like, we have to get this right because it makes me feel horrible. I don't even want presents from you. I hate the holidays so much because I know I'm going to cry. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of sad. I mean, I don't really know what advice to give or even how to, I mean, there's obviously something going on. Um, Maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he just, yeah, I don't know. But I understand how things can change like that in a relationship that I, I, the dynamic changes, the level of care changes. So maybe that's something that's going on, which is kind of sad. I hope that's not the case. Um, you know, but I, but I think I do have some advice. Um, but what's your take on that story first? Um, my take is so trying to look at like the guy's side in it. I'm like, I think when you're dating someone, you try to put a lot more effort in most people. Like most people are like, that's when they try their hardest. And like, once you get married, you just get comfortable and you don't necessarily think about those things. And then when you add children into the mix, well, I only have one and they have like more than one. I can't, understand like how that dynamic works. But I just know that like having one alone takes up a lot of my time. Right. And I think that I think more about even like when I was married, I thought more about like her presence and her parties than I did about like what I would want or what he would want. Um, Cause it's hard. I think sometimes not to just like 
put your kids first. Right. Um, and I think that maybe it's a situation of a laziness in holidays of thinking of her first and being like, I still need to date my spouse. Like just because we're married, just because we have kids doesn't mean I don't still romance them and date them. Um, and I think just some people that don't think about that and they think like, well, our marriage is good. We get along, but yeah, like these holidays, I let her down, but like, we're still good the rest of the time. I don't think for some people gifts mean anything that could be like their number five on like the love language, like spectrum. And so it doesn't mean anything to them. Like gifts, like if someone buys them a gift, they could care less. Like women tend, even if they say they don't like gifts, we still do. Like, I don't, I honestly don't know any woman that like doesn't care, especially like you said, with like social media, women do post. Like if someone buys them something special or does something sweet for them, we post it up. Like we're like, oh, yeah, you show it off. Like even if we don't tag the person, yeah, we show it off because it's like someone thought of me, like someone cared about me. And when you're getting things that it's your birthday and you post something of like Halloween cupcakes, people are going to be like, yeah, they didn't try. Like, or I mean- it's very easy, even if you only have a grocery store near you. And I even know that even during COVID and lockdowns, there's plenty of birthdays. I had a birthday during it. You can call a grocery store and be like, can I pre-order Right. like birthday? Like you, you don't have to just wait, accept whatever they have on the shelf. Like, so I think it's more goes back to the whole thing of like, are they thinking of me? Are they taking that time to make that call or versus just running down to the grocery store and grabbing whatever is there? Right. I think that's where it always comes down to. It's like those expectations like that people also have like in their mind of like, how much do they consider me? Yeah. So I don't procrastinate. Think ahead. You might have mm-hmm. to do some planning, right? <laughs> don't just yeah. last minute it like I do sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to be thoughtful. You got to know, you got to understand, you got to know what flavor of icing, you know, your, your significant other likes. There's, there's a lot of things that we can learn from that story. So I appreciate whoever shared that um, to give us the opportunity to kind of talk through that stuff. I think that's, that's a good example of maybe what not to do. Um, so I'm yeah. definitely going to learn from that myself. But I think also on the flip side, I mean, it's hard because like from her point of view, there's a lot of like just let down last year that she was getting. Um, and I don't want to be like, well, then lower your expectations because you know that that's kind of where he's at in life. But I think it goes back to like the communication, like she needs to really voice it and be like, this is kind of what I need from you. This is what I expect because this is what my love. I mean, I'm going to just keep going back to it. It really is about your love language. Like, yeah, that was going to be my uh, advice as well was, um, you know, we've all screwed up. We've all, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully people aren't listening to this a couple of days after Valentine's Day and going, yeah, I mean, I'm currently in that boat. I screwed up. Yeah. But if they are like, have the conversation with your girlfriend, boyfriend, spouse, whoever it is, right? Yeah. Understand what their expectations are. This is probably the biggest lesson learned from me and my experience and my failed marriage and all that stuff. Like we had a lot of really good times, but I don't, I don't, so I don't mean to say failed marriage, but even though it ended in divorce, we had a good marriage for the most part. It didn't end up working out. One of the things that I learned from that was I can't expect from her what I'm expecting of myself. So our levels of expectations were obviously different. My level Mm -hmm. of expectation around holidays in general was nonchalant. We don't have to really plan anything. Let's just go have fun, right? Her expectation was we have to plan everything the week leading up. 
to the day of and everything has to be planned, right? So I didn't understand that well enough about her. And I don't think she understood my expectations well enough um, about me for us to even compromise. We never, like I said, we never had that conversation. So if you're currently in this situation, have the conversation and try to understand what their expectations are. And then you can also explain what your expectations are so that you can understand each other. I'm not saying either one of you have to change your expectation. I'm saying you need to understand their expectations so that you can try to meet it. And they can try to meet your expectation, hopefully in return. That's what a healthy relationship would do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because moral of the story is expectations are what set you up for letdowns. Yes, that's a very good summary. Yeah. <laughs> you have, you have high, too high of expectations. Uh, I had the same conversation with the, the girl that lives three hours away that I've been seeing over the last few weeks. Um, she tends to jump into relationships in general very quickly. And so I think mm-hmm. she expects the same of whoever she's dating. And yeah. I am a little bit that way. But I'm also a little bit more cautious. And so I was trying to explain to her that she can't expect of me what she expects of herself. And and what I mean by that is just because she goes all in doesn't mean that I have to go all in. I'm going to go at my pace. But just us having that conversation helped us understand each other a little bit better so that she could be like, well, why isn't he giving 100% when I am? And I'm saying, why is she giving 100% after three weeks? You know what I mean? But just understanding each other allowed us to to not change. Like I'm not asking her to change and she's not asking me to change. We just understand each other better so that we will not have as big of a letdown later on if those expectations aren't met because we understand each other. And I think like when people really need to express what their expectations are, like and what their needs are and what their hopes and desires are. Because it clears up so much for people. Like you said, you're not asking for them to change. You're just making them aware of where you're at and like how you view things. Because then they can kind of change their expectations and you can kind of change your expectations of the other person. So what you expect out of for yourself can still stay the same. Like you don't want to jump into something, which I can totally relate to. But you're also like aware that she's in a different place. So you might have to like talk some things through or you might have to change how you approach a few things. Doesn't mean you have to jump in, but like maybe maybe be a little bit more communicative with them. And like I communication is so important because if you just lead things up to assumption, then that's when I think people start having like their expectations missed. Yeah. So funny story about communication, this same girl Mm -hmm. about three weeks ago when we started talking and kind of started dating, she's like, Hey, we can't get serious for like another three weeks. And I was thinking, yeah, because we want to take things slow. Right. And she's like, no, because Valentine's day is coming up. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to have anybody, you know, in significant in my life for Valentine's day is kind of what she meant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, what's funny is I realized, like I said, I had been going on some dates recently. But I realized over the weekend, I'm, I kind of feel like I kind of backed off from everyone a little bit. And I was like, well, I have like such a busy week coming up, like thinking about like this week and then leading up to Valentine's. 
I was like, I literally think I'm making excuses. So that way I don't have to have like that weird, awkward, like, do we have to go out for Valentine's Day type of a thing? Like, or can I just avoid you until the following week? And then we can pick right back up. That's a good strategy. Just avoid everyone for the entire week leading up to Valentine's Day, maybe a few days after, (laughs) if you don't want to have that. Yeah. What's really great is my daughter's birthday is the day after Valentine's. So I have an excuse to be like, I'm so busy leading up to it because it's her you birthday week. things to concentrate on. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you after the 15th. <laughs> so when people actually hear this episode, there are going to be a few days after Valentine's and they might actually be finding themselves in that holiday letdown. What would you recommend that people do to recover? So like I said, I think that if you uh, either were let down or you feel like your significant other was let down, I I think it's time to have that conversation. And it doesn't have to be hard. It can be, hey, I just wanted to make sure you liked your gift or, you know, the gift you gave me was nice. Thank you. I love the gesture, but it didn't meet my expectations or whatever, right? Like, I don't know the best way to bring that up. That's between you and them. But I mean, the only advice... I have is just to have that conversation. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so me and the girl I've been dating, we had, we already had that conversation. Like we already talked about what expectations are, um, for Valentine's day, actually. So she said, let's not do anything serious for three weeks because we don't want to, you know, do that for Valentine's day. But then this last week she's like, Hey, do you want to be my Valentine? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean by that? Because we live three hours away and we both have our kids that weekend. So what am I agreeing to here? We, we like, we, we talked it out. We had that conversation of what it meant to be each other's Valentine this year, because we're new in this relationship. Like we had that conversation. If you guys are in the situation where you never had that conversation and you're now after the fact, like it's still not too late to have that conversation. And you know what? Let, I admit I screwed up. You might be in this scenario. I admit I screwed up let's go out and let's do a makeup. You know, I didn't understand your expectations. I want to know you better. This is a good way for me to do that. And then we might need to have a makeup date. It's going to be a couple of days after the day, but is it the day that really matters? No, it's the way I feel about you. And it's, it's me showing an effort to make up for maybe what I didn't, the expectations that I didn't meet. Let's, let's, let's have a redo. Do you feel, Tiana, yeah. that that would be a good kind of makeup or a good resolution to maybe maybe if you didn't give the the, the right gift or show the right uh, amount of, of love for Valentine's Day? 100%. Actually, as you were saying that, I was thinking that's really smart. And I would totally like if if I was in a situation where I'm sitting here and I'm like in holiday let down and I have that conversation with someone and they're like, let me make it up to you. I would 1000% be like, okay. Like, and it doesn't need to be, like I said, like some grand gesture, but where you get like that redo. And like you said, it doesn't matter what day it is. Like it's a freaking made up holiday anyways. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like it doesn't matter. February 30th and nobody would even care. They, the, all they would, all they care about is the gesture of having somebody in their life to love, whether it's a significant other family member, friend, whatever. Like that's what it's about. It's not about the day. Yeah. I think that's such a good idea. I think that's so smart actually. And I think that would save a lot of people from like 
carrying it into like the next holiday. Like, are they going to do the same thing again? Like already having that little doubt in the back of their mind. Yeah. I think the worst thing that you can do is just kind of sweep it under the rug. Right. And just, and try to forget about it because there's always going to be that residual. And I, I mean, I mentioned that, that ring that I gave my high school girlfriend, however many years ago, I don't want to say it's kind of, kind of embarrassing 24 years ago. Um, like I still think about that and I think it probably has affected my ability to give gifts or my, you know, my excitement to give gifts because I was really excited about that ring and yeah, like I didn't get the reaction that I wanted. So I never talked to her about that. We never kind of hashed it out and maybe it still affected me. Right. So one thing that I've learned is it's better to have the awkward, hard conversation than to just sweep it under the rug, pretend it didn't happen and let it continue to happen. So learn from my failures, please have the conversation, do a makeup, do a redo, buy another gift, do what you need to. And again, it doesn't have to be about the money. It's about the gesture. Yes. Yeah. So basically what we've learned today is talk out your expectations because they're what's causing the letdown. And Hallmark is ruining lives by setting us up for failure. <laughs> Especially Damn, with Hallmark. their Christmas. <laughs> and I'm never going to give those up. <laughs> so as a reminder, in the episode notes, you will be able to find this information. But we have our Facebook page, which is Tales of Fails. Our Instagram, which is Tales underscore of underscore Fails. And we have our private Facebook group, which is Tales of Fails. Our email will be in the show notes. So our Facebook group is a private group you mentioned, but can anybody search it and find it and request to become a member? Or do they have to be invited by somebody that's already a member? No, they can find it. They're just going to have to ask um, for permission to join the group. We do not let anyone under 18 in, though. For obvious reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So please share our podcast with your friends. Every Wednesday, hump day, is going to be our podcast drop date. Come and listen. Make sure you subscribe. And like Tiana just said, help us share, help us grow our community, and help us get more listeners. And then we just get to hear more funny stories. And with that, stay safe, stay smart, and try not to fail too hard. Oh, and don't let the holiday letdowns get you. There's always another holiday coming up that can make up for it. And remember, sometimes you got to talk out your expectations.